The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are listening closely because this is perhaps the only thing I have ever said on the radio in over 38 years that not one person could disagree with. Are you ready? This is my answer to a question I read in the newspaper. And that question was, why are teenage girls becoming pregnant? Are you ready for the answer? Teenage girls are becoming pregnant today for the same reason teenage girls were becoming pregnant 4,000 years ago. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Big 
from 1930 that's even before my time slap in the bass I can remember back in 1953 I used to eat dinner with my grandmother's brother my great uncle Ed and a few years after that I started to learn how to play the bass fiddle I was probably 22 years old when I started to learn to play bass and Uncle Ed, who used to play for dances back in 1910, Uncle Ed said, do you bow it or do you slap it? They still called it slapping it. And now one of my pills at my usual pill provider, one of my, my pill provider, well, one of my pills ha has uh, suddenly gone from $90. Let me change that right there has suddenly gone from $90. One of my pills has gone from $90 to $400. Can you believe that? In one day, I'm calling the Veterans Administration in Togus, and I will ask to get my pills through the Veterans Administration. Now, it's my understanding that I get my doctor to send the pill order to my doctor at Togus, the military doctor. Now, the pills should cost me nothing, or perhaps a small copay, and the Veterans Administration, it's my understanding, they will ship these pills to me. I have been paying for all of my medication for years and years. So getting my pills from the Veterans Administration should save me a pile. You know, there are benefits to being a battle-scarred defender of my country, even if I had to wait 60 years to get them. First it was hearing aids, today it's pills. Where will it end? Two by two They go marching through Those sweethearts On parade How I pine Just to fall in line With those sweethearts on parade Love to join their fun But they bore me It takes more than one To make an army Of lovers How I sigh As they pass me by Those sweethearts On parade
their fun but they bore me it takes more than one to make an army of lovers how I find just to fall in line with those sweethearts on parade Peter Eklund, playing one of my favorite tunes that I only learned a year or two ago. One morning, our bed and breakfast guest mentioned that there's a maze in a nearby cornfield. It would not have surprised me had she said that there was maize in a nearby cornfield. A little play on words there. This woman is a librarian, so I thought she'd remember a story that came to my mind about a young girl who meets a man 
with a disfigured face, she meets him in a cornfield. I couldn't remember the name of the story of the author, but this story quickly revealed itself when I googled. The name of the story, it turns out, is Sex Education. I don't remember of ever hearing of Dorothy Canfield Fisher, who wrote this story, but this story, which I read many, many years ago, stuck with me, as it was an example of how one incident might be seen differently as a person matures. She tells the same story at three different times in her life, at 20, at 40, and then at 60. And each time the story changes to reflect her maturity and understanding of life. Education, you know this, education or lack of education also determines how people see any given incident. This is why some political candidates might boast that they won a debate, even though most everyone agrees that the candidate said nothing. Weems 1930. Now, I know that on the WFDU website, this program is listed as 
nostalgia. But how can we be nostalgic about music that was recorded 90 years ago? Nobody, well, not many people I know can remember music that was played in the 1930s. Nobody I know was there. Anyway, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me every week right here on your favorite station playing old-fashioned music just for you. I call this old-fashioned music. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Was a time I used to get five or six letters. That was back when it cost money to put stamps on an envelope. I used to get five or six a week like to hear from somebody. Where are you listening? Why are you listening? I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com and a friend writes on my Facebook page, As long as the sun shines, I do not find a use for my dryer, and I smile when my clothes dry outdoors, knowing that I've deprived the utility company of the need to burn fossil fuels. <laughs> I write, I reply to this, as long as the sun shines, I can use my clothes dryer, and I smile when my clothes dry down in my cellar, knowing that it costs me nothing, because I have 30 solar panels on my hen house, and that I have deprived some naughty birds of the pleasure of messing on my newly washed sheets.
my friend, is what I call the real Four Brothers. That's the real, you know, might have been other recordings of the Four Brothers, but to my way of thinking, that, what you just heard, is the real Four Brothers. And changing one note of any solo, it would be just like changing some words in a poem by Milton or, or Longfellow. Change a word, change one note in that, and uh, you've got something altogether different. If you have ever been by my house, you know that I have rhubarb out on the stand in front of my house all summer. I take in the rhubarb sign around October 1st because I want to save what's left of my rhubarb for my own greedy needs. I will freeze up to 10 or 15 pounds of rhubarb and have rhubarb by all winter. <laughs> no, listen closely, please. We here at the humble farmer farm, we do not spoil good rhubarb by mixing it with strawberries. So, so don't come round here and tell me about your strawberry rhubarb pie. Right here, we only have plain old unadulterated rhubarb pie at our house. Nor do, are you listening, nor do we ruin apple pie by putting vanilla ice cream on that. And we don't put onions in our fish chowder either. The only thing in our fish chowder is, is fish and milk and potatoes. At our house, it's right back to basics. Have you heard enough, or, or should I go on?
have that certain spark It's all controlled by music So from morn till dark Be a lark and just sing And you can have your fling Accomplish anything If you will only sing Ted, 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 Ted Weems from 1930 or so. Thank you for listening. Do you know how many teeth are in your mouth? One day I felt something give on the top right tooth weighing back, so I checked it out, and I discovered that particular tooth is called the second molar. I read further and learned that an adult has 32 permanent teeth. Now think about this. Every time any one of those 32 teeth gets a weak spot in it, it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars to get it fixed. Since I started having questions about that second molar, I've been chewing on the other side, and I discovered, guess what? I discovered that I could probably get by. I could probably do very well. I could probably chew anything I wanted to chew very well with only 16 teeth. Did you ever wonder why we have 32 teeth instead of 16? Could it have anything to do with an inordinately powerful dental lobby?
gathered by the river. Listen to your deacon Jones. Ain't no sin. Take off skin. Dance around in your bones. You must all go in that water. Let me hear your sinful groans. Ain't no sin. Take off skin. Dance around in your bones. Do what I say right away, wicked sinners. Cause this is your judgment day. Come, Mandy Lee, in the river with me. Wash your sins away. Throw away your gin and razors. Throw away your gambling bones. Oh, take off sins. Take off sins. Dance around your bones. I think probably the last word is bones, wouldn't you guess? These uh, wonderful old songs were passed along to me by Paul Burgess. I see on the paper he recorded them in 1983. Took them off the old original 78s and put them on a tape, and I, in turn, years later, took them off the tape and put them on CDs so I can play them for you right here on the Humble Farmer program where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you for listening. I am... The humble farmer at gmail.com and I would love to hear from you. I'd like to hear you tell me what you think of my comments here about togetherness. I'm going to talk about togetherness. Families, you know, should do things together. Do you believe that? One winter day, my wife's oldest kid drove from Maine to Vermont with dog, kid, and husband. Can you think of anything that will bond a little family quicker than riding 200 miles on AC roads in a Volvo with a large wet dog? At my age, think about this, at my age, such out-ins, although they might sound delicious, well, these out-ins are beyond me now. And then in other seasons, one might bundle up the little family and pass from lip to lip a hot thermos while watching a football game through lightly fallen sleet and snow. Not my thing, my friend. And then there are the eagerly awaited four days in Orlando where one finds unidentifiable items behind the bed, the smell of chemicals in the corridor, questionable bedding, and a shower that doesn't work. Been there, done there. You know what I'm talking about here. So what can an old man with a glint in his eye and his beautiful, adventurous, young trophy wife do to continue this essential, never-ending bonding process? It might surprise a little family secret coming up here. I hope you're listening. It might surprise you to hear that every morning, the first thing my wife and I do when we wake up is take our pills together.
the humble farmer, did I tell you that while fishing with her husband, a woman in her 80s kicked a fish off the dock? Here's a, here's a woman over 80 years old fishing with her husband. She kicks a fish off the dock. A spine on the fish infected her toe, and the doctor said if she had waited another day for treatment, she would have been dead. And, my friend, that's all I'm going to say about sports today, but next week our topic will be baseball.
you recognize that old honker <laughs> honking away long tall dexter long tall long tall dexter why did it crackle when i said dick doesn't like me to say dexter dexter gordon here on the humble farmer with any luck at all and i always have to add that because i never know what's going to happen to me next week with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you for listening. And how do you know when you've got a marriage that really works? I like to pass along things that you might, well, that might enrich your life. How do you know when you and your spouse are 100% compatible? Listen closely, please. How do you know that your thinking is along how do you know that your thinking is along exactly the same lines? Now, I I suppose it can differ from family to family. Your family might not be like mine. But here's how I know I married the woman who was made to be married to me. There are two doors. This is very interesting. This is educational. There are two doors that lead into our bathroom. No matter which door I open to step into the bathroom... At the exact same moment, 
my wife Masha, the almost perfect woman, opens the other door, and we both step into the bathroom with exactly the same thing in mind. I'd get more than What do you think of DNA testing? You've heard about it, you've read about it. Did you know that many main people in high places are against this DNA testing thing? To begin with, think about this. If DNA testing were required retroactively, well, at least one man who has been in the main state prison for many, many years might be found innocent. Think what happens then. The system would have to go out and match up the DNA with any known predators who happened to be in the neighborhood at the time the crime was committed, you know, to find the real criminal. What a bother that would be. What do you think? Isn't it better to let a man rot in jail? Is it better to let a man rot in jail for a crime he didn't commit 
and smear egg on many respectable faces? time to get out of here. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. I'd love to hear from you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com and for the first time in memory the clothes dryer refused to start. What do you do when your clothes dryer doesn't start? Around here one suspects that one was careless. One lets bed and breakfast guests or friends Twist the knobs on one's appliances. Not a good thing to do, perhaps. Friends or guests fiddling with the knobs on any machine might or might not be the problem, but one does not one have to harbor and nurture one's suspicions? 
What would you do if your clothes dryer wouldn't start? Would you call a service repairman? Would you take it apart? I pounded on the top of it with my fist. And you know it started. If there is anything that drives my wife wild, it is seeing me twiddle with my hair. When my hair gets long over my ears, you know, I, I sometimes absent-mindedly twirl it around, twist it between my, between my fingers. And the other day, my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, said, listen to this, this was a threat. My wife said, if you play with your hair anymore, I'll cut it off. Don't you think that was a terrible thing to say? You know, it made me so nervous I'm even being careful of where I scratch. 